give you thanks, Lord, for the opportunity, Lord, that you give us or gave us, Lord, to worship you and praise you, Lord. And we, we now, Lord, ask you at this time, Lord, if you'll be kind enough, Lord, to bless the tithes and the offerings, Lord, for the, for the continued pushing forward of your name, Jesus. And bless also to our, our health, Lord, our lives, Lord, our jobs, that we may continue to be able to have the ability, Lord, to do these things, Jesus. And we also, too, Lord, now ask you, Lord, help us put our complete and total attention to your precious word, Lord Jesus, that we may receive it with joy, with understanding, Lord, and treat it like that treasure that it, that it is, Lord Jesus. In your name we ask this, Lord, and we give you thanks. Amen. God bless you, hermanos. Aquí le paso el culto al hermano Gabriel, hermanos. Y vamos a seguir alabando a Dios con atención a su preciosa palabra. Amen. God bless you. Amen. God bless everyone, brother. This is may be seated. Just think of todos esta noche, hermanos, se pueden sentar. God bless the group this evening. God bless the kids and the youth. As they go to their classes. Amen. Praise the Lord. We have a lot of prayer that we have to do as a church. Amen. Tenemos un trabajo, hermanos, ahorita como iglesia para orar. Para todos los que no se están sintiendo bien ahorita, hay mucha confusión porque hay muchos, ¿cómo se dicen? Alegrías. Alegrías. ¿Cómo? Alegrías. Alegrías. Ah, okay. Allergies. Praise the Lord. There's a lot of confusion right now, a lot of people. And that actually happened to me. That's why I went to the hospital when I back in March when I came back from Canada. Um, I came back and the allergies were high and I woke up one morning and sweating and had the chills and all this stuff and it just had all this stuff had just started and I had to go to the hospital to go get checked. And they didn't even know what to do with me back then. They looked at me like they met me at my car. They didn't even know. They were like, this is the first time we're hearing any of this stuff. I said, I had to tell them stuff I was seeing in the news. I should have charged them, like Pastor says, when he goes and visits a doctor sometimes. Ch charges them for teaching them something. But praise the Lord. Thankfully, it was uh, it was nothing. Uh, but right now, we have a lot of those allergies that are coming. And now there's a dust storm coming. Everything's coming, huh? Everything's coming. Praise the Lord, though. But we're here to learn of God. Amen. Um, the title for tonight's message, brothers and sisters, is In Times Like This. El título de esta, esta, esta noche de mensaje, hermanos, de, en tiempos como estos. Uh, yo estaba hablando el, el semana, no era, en, no era el sem, semana pasada, era dos, dos semanas pasadas. Uh, yo estaba hablando de la historia de David. Y dije algo que no, no sabía si entendieron o sabían de, en la Biblia que en los libros de los jueces. Y ese tiempo era un, un tiempo bien oscuro en la Biblia, la Biblia como habla la Biblia. Y vamos a hablar en, en ese capítulo, uh, en ese libro eh, de la Biblia. Brothers and sisters, I don't know if you remember when I, uh, I preached a couple of weeks ago, I, I talked about that there, it was very dark times uh, in in the book of Judges. It talks about a very dark time. It was a time where um, I kind of, I even led to it on the previous one. I talked about Samuel on how the people were uh, not receiving from God. Uh, God was very disappointed with the people of Israel. And uh, it, when you start to look at it, uh, it, it, it's understood because God had just taken them out of Egypt um, and took them through the desert, and Joshua, he then, you know, Joshua brings them into the promised land, and in the book of Judges, it starts off with Joshua dying. Joshua has passed away, and 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 now the people are looking for leadership. They come to God, and they look for leadership. They're saying, God, who's going to lead us now against, you know, our enemies? Hermano, estaba hablando, si se recuerdan, también cuando hablé de Samuel, que era un tiempo donde el, el pueblo de Dios no estaba recibiendo, recibiendo palabra de Dios. Era algo bien precioso cuando oyen, oyeron algo de Dios. Porque Dios estaba bien pasteado con el pueblo. Porque comenzaron a hacer muchas cosas. Y vamos a hablar de las cosas que el tiempo que estaba, qué malo era el tiempo. Era un tiempo bien oscuro, dice el, el libro. And, and understanding a little bit, you know, uh, a little background. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about our background. So Joshua leads the people into the promised land. Uh, and he tells, you know, and he tells them, 
you know, that uh, being faithful, like God had commanded them to do, um, they weren't going to be left alone. God was going to always be with them by following God's commandments. And so these people, you got to remember one thing. They're not the people from Egypt. This is a whole new generation. That people died in the desert. The people that were coming in were already another generation. Some of these people never experienced Egypt. They know they sang the songs in the desert of the Red Sea opening up and, you know, on time God and all that. But they, they didn't experience it. And so these people needed to be reminded. Uh, and so they encounter, and if you remember in Joshua, they encountered obstacles when they came into the promised land. They encountered an enemy right in front of them when they came into the promised land. Uh, but the desert and the wilderness wasn't their enemy anymore. When they came into the promised land, they had a new enemy. And the name of the enemy was the Canaanites. Did I say it right? Canaanites. Um, and we're going to study a little bit about them this evening, brothers and sisters. So what God wanted to do with his people by bringing them into the promised land, he wanted to use them as an example Being in the promised land, they would be like a light on top of a hill because people would know, oh, man, that's the people of God. I heard what happened in Egypt. I heard what God does for them because they were surrounded as they are today still by enemies everywhere. And so God wanted to use them as an example. Hermanos, es bien preciosa cuando comienzas a leer la palabra de Dios, pues entender que Dios hizo milagros en las vidas de, de su pueblo. Y cuando llegaron a la tierra prometida, Dios comenzó, uh, quería a, a usarlos como ejemplo. Que, que pueden estar en, arriba de una montaña y, y, y personas pueden decir, ese es el pueblo de Dios. Ellos, el Dios que ellos sibran. ¿Sibren? Sibren. Hizo uh, milagros, hizo uh, cosas poderosas en Egipto. So just a little bit of a backstory on this. And these people, you know, they, they, they had God on their side. And, and we remember, I brought a message one time where they came to Joshua complaining that they said that the, the, the land that was promised to them was very small. They came to him one time and they said, you know, Joshua, we're a big family here, you know, and you just gave us a little piece of acreage here. And Joshua said, you know what? Then go get some more. God's with you. Then go towards the mountainside and take it from your enemies. You see, because sometimes as believers, we get very accustomed to just, you know, God, 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 just do it. God, just do it for me. God, just do it for me. And I remember a long time ago, God gave me a message about praying in action, not having to kneel down to pray, but praying right where you're headed into something. Some of us want to take that time and just like, okay, I'm going to just pray and, and God will take care of it. No, no, God wants you to believe while you're praying into it. And there's something powerful about that. Hermanos, muchas veces y el pueblo de Dios llegó en un punto donde, donde querían que Dios hacía todo por ellos. Y, y es Josué, ¿no? Joshua. Josué lo dijo a ellos, si quieren más tierra, Dios está con ustedes. Ustedes son, sí son grandes porque dijeron, tenemos familia grande, necesitamos más terreno. Y Josué lo dijo, gáralo, ahí está, Dios está contigo. Contra tus enemigos, ni tus enemigos saben quién es Dios. So, brothers and sisters, the title of tonight's message is, in times like this, in moments like this, we must recognize who God is for us. But we also must recognize the circumstances that we're in as a church, the world that we're living in as a church. And there's a lot of stuff that comes, you know, in this. But we're going to turn, if we can, we're going to turn to Judges 1.1 just as a little bit of a reflection. Amen? Judges 1.1 reads, 
Now, after the death of Joshua, it came to pass that the children of Israel asked the Lord, saying, Who shall go up for us against the Canaanites, first to fight against them? And again, now now we're, we're seeing here, brothers and sisters, again, they've been through battles with Joshua. Remember Jericho? Remember Jericho? They've seen, now this people, they're not so ignorant from being in the desert, not experiencing Egypt, because they experienced how God was with them. But now, Joshua passes away, and they're like, God, you know, who's going to, who's going to, who's going to lead us? Who's going to defeat? These people were still having an identity issue. And this is what happens when you're not on a solid rock, when you're not on a foundation, when you're not confident in how God loves you, you start to have an identity crisis. Hermanos, primera cosa que lo pidieron a Dios cuando Josué murió, dijeron, ¿Quién, quién va uh, a guiarnos en las batallas que vamos a encontrar con nuestros enemigos? Como no entendieron que Dios siempre estaba con ellos. Sabían, debían saber que Dios era su guía. Pero algo estaba pasando con ellos. Y, y por eso este, este, este libro aquí es bien poderoso. En los tiempos que estamos viviendo ahorita. That's why this book is so powerful. It is really in depth. It is very dark, like I mentioned, but it's very relevant to what we're experiencing today in today's society. And these people were just, they were confused and they came to God and God and God put somebody there, put Judah. But there was still something that was lacking in there. And, 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 I, and I put, why did they need a defender if they had God? I put a question there. Puse una pregunta aquí, hermanos. ¿Por qué necesitaban ellos alguien humano para defenderlos, para creer que si tenían a Dios? Es una pregunta. It's a question. You know, why did they need a defender if they had God? Because there was something missing in their identity with the connection to God that they didn't, they didn't realize that. And we start to look back at how God had positioned leaders before that. We, we look at, and Adam, Adam failed. Adam, as we said, fell asleep at the wheel, right? And what happened after that? God started appointing. He started appointing people. And I wrote down a couple of them, right? Abraham, Noah, Joseph, Moses, Joshua. Because with Adam's sin, there was a loss of identity. And now a, a, a humanistic characteristic came over them. Not feeling worthy. But it was powerful when God would pick people. These people, these people were, were called by God. These people felt God. that they, they would lose that. They would say, okay, God, you're with me and dedicate and commit themselves to them. They weren't perfect. We look at all these people here that I just messaged, they weren't perfect. But God knew how to perfectly use them. Es importante entender, hermanos, por qué, pregunta que pregunté aquí, por qué ellos sintieron que necesitaban alguien humano para defenderlos si tenían a Dios. Porque con Adán, cuando él falló, Ellos comenzaron a pensar, pensar que no tenían, que no, no, que, que no, no, que Dios no lo aceptaban. Y Dios comenzó a poner personas para guiarlos aquí, personas que Él podía hablar con ellos. Pero esas personas no, no eran perfectas, perfectos, tenían fallas. Pero Dios los usó perfectamente. Eso es bonito cuando Dios lo hace. When God does something, he blows your mind. You can't even imagine it. How could he use this? How could he, you know, do these type of things? Because God isn't at our level. 
You know, you think you need degrees and you think you need all this and you think you need status on this stuff. God's like, you don't need that. You just need a heart that I, that's willing to allow me to come in. When we come here with a willing heart, God shows up. And the most beautiful thing that can happen is to fulfill God's uh, purpose in us. That's the most beautiful thing that can happen, brothers and sisters, is that God has a purpose for us, and when we fulfill it, we fulfilled his purpose, and that's a beautiful thing. But now we go back to Judges, and we start to see that these people, Already we're in doubt. Who's going who's gonna to lead us, God? We got enemies. Even though we're in doubt with Joshua, even after Jericho fell, we got enemies. They were used to the handouts. They were used to God, do it. God, I do it. When God's like, you do it. You can do it. You have the ability to do it. I gave you, Adam, the power over animals to name them. But Adam forgot that when sin came over him, that he had control, that he was in control, that God gave him control. We must not forget that in these times, that we have control. We have control because God has empowered us for this control. And this is the thing that should bring us breath back into our lives. Amen. So in chapter one, we see this question and we see God appointing Judah. And there's people that, there's battles that start to happen in chapter one. It doesn't end there. They don't overcome all their enemies. This is an ongoing battle that will happen in the book of Judges. So, you know, brothers and sisters, why did they lose their identity? You lose your identity when sin arrives. You saw Adam lost his identity. He, he, he lost that connection when sin came. But we know this, when the second Adam came that we received it back. When Jesus came and he redeemed us, we should have that connection with him. There should be no doubt that there's a connection with him. Hermanos, el diablo quiere que no entiendes que, que Dios vino para salvarnos para que podamos estar con Él y Él con nosotros en toda batalla. It don't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter the persecution that you're going through. You cannot lose your identity on who God is for you. You will see tremendous things when you start to believe and see through that. But sometimes the doubt comes. Was God with me? I'm not so faithful. I've struggled in these things. I still have doubt. Oh, you got to fight that off before the enemy consumes you and takes you. And we start to see this with the uh, the Canaanites. So who were they? Does anybody know who the who who the Canaanites were? No. It's 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 sometimes like I said, this stuff we read it, we'll, we'll see it, and we don't we don't know what they were descendants of Noah. You see, Noah had a, a grandson who was Canaan, who his dad was, his dad's uh, name was Ham. It was one of uh, uh, Noah's sons. He's one of them that saw Noah naked. And a curse was put on his grandchild. So this curse, you're going to see how deep this curse gets. I'm trying to give you a little bit of perspective. So you can understand. ¿Quién eran los, cómo se dicen, Canaanites? Cananeros? Cananeros? ¿Sí? Eran familia de Noé. ¿Nieto es nieto? El nieto de Noé era su, how do you say, lineage? Linaje. Pero con el pecado lo maldició Noé a ellos y, y se llevaron un algo bien oscuro ese pueblo. Y unas cosas que vamos a hablar que eran bien terribles. 
So they were descendants of Noah. And being these descendants of Noah, you know, they, 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 I got to believe knew of God. They got to, I got to believe that they heard the stories of Noah. But that wasn't enough for them. And it's interesting because if we turn to Joshua 2.11, we read here, and as soon as we had heard the, these things, our hearts did melt. Neither, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is the God of heaven above and in earth beneath. Who was this that said this? The Canaanites. The Canaanites told this to Joshua. Oh, when we found out who we were about to battle against, we got scared because we knew who your God was. That wasn't enough. That was more than brothers and sisters. Dice aquí, hermanos, que esto, esta eran los caneos, cananeos, hablando aquí, cuando iban a batallar o guerrar con con uh, Josué le dijeron esto sabían quién eran su Dios y temblaban de temor pero eso no era suficiente para ellos cambiar siguieron um, adorando a su Dios el Dios de ellos you see that wasn't enough for them to change and that's why I ask you sometimes you see we, we, we all can know the power of God we all understand what God can do we know these things but is it enough is it enough for what you got in you is it, is it, is it enough to make you let go what's in you is it enough to know that you know God is a, a God of judgment that he's going to come to judge the world Is it enough to fear his wrath? We see here in, in this example that it wasn't enough. That even though they knew the stories, they weren't concerned. They continued doing what they did. This was back in Joshua. Sabiendo quien era Dios, no era suficiente para ellos, para cambiar y para servirle a Dios. And in these books, in Joshua, in the, in, in the books of Judges, that's all it was, was battle against these people. So I'd like for us to understand a little bit more of the Canaanites. Quiero explicar poquito más quien eran ellos y a quien adoraron. So brothers and sisters, and it wasn't just them that, that worshiped this, but they worshiped Baal. Everybody remember Baal? Everybody remembers Baal, right? We've talked about that multiple times. We've talked about it during holidays. We've talked about it during stuff, how a lot of traditions come from this worship of Baal. But I want to read a couple of things that I, I, I took from the encyclopedia and just see if it sounds like something, okay? So ritualistic Baal worship is summed up like this. Adults would gather around the altar of Baal, okay? Infants would be burned alive as a sacrificial offering to the deity. Amid horrific screams and the stench of charred human flesh, congregants, men and women alike, would engage in bisexual orgies. The ritual of convenience was intended to produce economic prosperity by promoting Baal to bring rain for the fertility of Mother Earth. Dark times. So they would do these actions to please their God. They would sacrifice children. And listen to this. The natural consequences of such behavior would be pregnancy. While they're doing this, women would become pregnant and childbirth, and associated financial burdens. Oh, I've got a child now. I'm going to have to take care of it. 
burdens of unplanned parenthood. Have we heard that one before? Where easily offset, one could either choose to engage in homosexuality, this is back then, to not have a child, or sacrifice their child to Baal. The sacrifice uh, would be on demand, could simply take part in another fertility ceremony to terminate the child. Hmm. Seems like I've heard this before. Dark times. So these people, the Canaanites would serve this God that that was the lifestyle. This was the belief of worshiping this God. And Israel was battling them. So you got to believe God, you know, God being on their side, on their side did not like any of this. Y es algo bien sim- similar en el, los días que estamos viviendo ahorita. Sounds very similar to the days that we're living right now. Where people just don't care about anything. They don't value anything. And so, I'd like for us if we could turn to Romans 1.21. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. 22. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. 23. And changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like a corruptible man and to birds and to four-footed beasts and creeping things, 24. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleansiness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, 25. Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever? Amen. So these people that just didn't want anything to do with God, God, this this darkness that came over them, they did shameful things. But it's interesting that they did some of these sacrifices for prosperity, for the term Mother Earth. And to this day, it still happens. And we must be vigilant on these things, brothers and sisters. And not just accept everything that we hear or see. Prove it if it's of God. Prove it if it's of God. Because God was against these people, amen? And God was with the people of God. But here's what happened. A vicious cycle happened here with the people of Israel. So you start to see here in Judges chapter 2. And I'd like for us to read chapter 2, verse 10. Chapter 2, verse 10 says, Also, all the generations were gathered into their fathers, and there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord. Okay? Remember, we got to take our time with this. Which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. So, otra generación vino aquí y no conocieron a Dios. Uh Uh-oh. Well, we've talked about this before in, in the past, brothers and sisters, that there's generations that are coming that are very close to not knowing who God is. There's less and less young people that are going to church, less and less people that are going to church. I mentioned to you is when I traveled in Europe that there's, there's churches now that are restaurants, beautiful old churches, cathedrals, glass from, you know, the 15th century and they're restaurants. 
There's bars in the church. Why? Because a fire was put out and evil overtook. And we see here that we start to read that they did not know the Lord. Verse 11. Oh, I'm sorry. Go back, brother. Verse 10. And it says here, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. Eso es importante, hermanos, que no conocieron a Jehová ni la obra que él había hecho por quién? Por Israel, por ellos. So they didn't know God and they didn't even know what God had done for them, their family or anybody. So for some of us that aren't taking the time to sit down with our children and tell them what God has done for them and will do for what God has done for you and will do for them, we need to take that time. Because you start to see here what happens when that identity loss comes, verse 11. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and what? Oh, no. And served Balaam. Again, their environment was so infested by people that were doing this and after their own lust that it became contagious to them. But why was it contagious to them? Because they didn't know God or even what God did for them. Podemos ver aquí, hermanos, que eso es bien importante. Y los hijos de Israel hicieron lo malo en ojos de Dios y se vieron a los vales. Los dioses de eh, 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 los cananeros estaban ahí. So God, if you remember, they come into the promise that God says, look, be faithful. Be faithful to what I've told you. And I'm going to make people look at you and they're going to know who your God is. And the first people that they come up to, they said, "Woo, I know who your God is. Uh-uh, I'm out. I'm out. We know who he is and there's fear in our hearts. But it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Why? Because they started to see what was around them. And they started to forget who had protected them and was with them, which was God and what he had done for their family. So we keep on reading here in verse 12. And they forsook the Lord and the God of their fathers, which brought them out of the land of Egypt and followed other gods of gods of the people that were round about them and bowed themselves unto them and provoked the Lord to anger. This is what's going to, we're going to start to talk about this vicious cycle that you'll start to see in the book of Judges. Verse 13. And they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtoreth. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. And he delivered them into the hands of spoilers that spoiled them. And he sold them into the hands of their enemies round about so that they could not any longer stand before their enemies. Now, brothers and sisters, just in chapter one, Judah was going around killing these guys, getting more land. You see it, and he was all over the place, but he got greedy. He started killing his own people. And God was like, whoa. It's not what I was looking for here. But these people, they start to lose their identity again. And why do they lose their identity? Because sin comes in. And when sin comes in, you forget how God was for you and what God has done for you. El pecado, hermanos, es algo que tiene poder. Tiene poder para que tú olvidas quién eres. Y como Dios te creó. Y como Dios te salvó. Por eso el, el, el de arrepentirte es bien importante. Es como despertando. Ellos vas a ver aquí que 
Llegaron a un punto donde el enemigo que Dios los dejó que el enemigo hacía lo que quería con ellos. Como se lee aquí. Verse 15. Whithersoever they went out, the hand of the Lord was against them for evil. As the Lord had said and as the Lord has sworn unto them. And they were greatly distressed. You got to believe it, right? Verse 16. Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges, which delivered them out of the hand of those that spoiled them. Now, brothers and sisters, you start to think like, oh, that's nice. You know, we have a judge here in Burnett, not the same kind of judge. These type of judges were people like you end up hearing about like Samson. They were warriors that would come in and freed them from these things. So the Lord started raising up these judges, defenders, we can say, and delivered them out of the hand of those that spoiled them, that enslaved them, verse 17. And yet they would not hearken unto their judges, but they went on whoring after other gods and bowed themselves unto them. They turned quickly out of the way which their fathers walked in obeying the commandments of the Lord, but they did not so. So brothers and sisters, listen to this. It's amazing. They came out of Egypt. We've studied this before, a great miracle how they're pulled out of Egypt. First, God saves them by sending them to Egypt. Then God pulls them out and saves them. Takes them into a promised land. Now, the promised land, they said the promised land when when they first got there, that that they, they, the, the, the grapes, the fruit there was so big that it took two of them to bring it back. Imagine that. This is this is the Bible states this that it was it was like blessed, right? The promised land, right? You're but God gets them there. God allows them to overcome the enemies because they're faithful to God because Joshua was, had the courage that God was looking for as a leader, but when he passes away, everybody forgets it. And these judges, we all know the story of the judges. The judges start to struggle with these things too in, in the book of Judges. And it's a constant struggle. So this vicious cycle is this. You see sin, then comes oppression. Oppression comes, and then there's repentance. Repentance comes, God delivers them. Repeat the cycle again. You see sin, then there's oppression. Oppression comes, repentance comes, and then deliverance. Repeat the cycle. Does it sound familiar? Qué cosa, hermanos, que estaba pasando esto en este libro aquí que venía el, el pecado y cuando venía el pecado venía opresión y cuando venía opresión, uh, how do you say repentance? Se reprendieron. ¿Cómo? Repentido. Repentido. Es repentido cuando. Es, when you say, I repent. Se repentido. ¿Cómo? Arrepentieron. And God delivered them. How do you say, delivered them? Los liberó. ¿Y qué pasó? Pasaron otra vez eso. ¿Qué cosa? Y, y leas en los, en los libros, estaba pasando esto. Cada vez. Se olvidaron y entraron otra vez y sufrieron mucho y es feo las cosas que pasaron al pueblo de Dios. Cosas feas que pasaron. Pero seguimos leyendo aquí. 
Verse 18, and when the Lord raised them up judges, then the Lord was with the judge and delivered them out of the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. For it repented the Lord because of their groanings by reason of them that oppressed them and vexed them. So even though they were being punished for what they were doing, God felt bad for them when they would cry and repent that these judges would come and deliver them because of God these judges would also fail because this powerful thing was over that nation this heavy spirit you got to think about these things right here this stuff is all relevant to what we're experiencing what we're going through verse 19 and it came to pass when the judge was dead that they returned. Listen to that. So when the judge would die, they would return back and corrupted themselves more than their fathers and following other gods to serve them and to bow down unto them. They ceased not from doing their own doings nor from their stubborn way. They did not learn their lesson. Brothers and sisters, how horrible is it when you know someone, and you know what the answer is. And that vicious cycle is what they're repeating. What's even worse when it's you. Qué terrible es, hermanos, conocer a alguien que está pasando esto, que no están aprendiendo lo que es cuando Dios está contra ti. Pero qué cosa es cuando eres, eres tú. Dios tenía compasión. Qué buenos Dios. God's way better than we ever are, brothers and sisters. Merciful God. Loving God, worthy of praise. Worthy of our honor and praise. And we know it, brothers and sisters. We've all experienced things in our lives. Been away from him. Thank God we're here hearing from his word. And so we read here, verse 20. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. And he said, because that this people hath transgressed my covenant, which I commanded their fathers and have not hearkened unto my voice. Here we go again, 21. I will also henceforth drive out any from before them of the nations with which Joshua left when he died. 22 that through them I may prove Israel whether they will keep the way of the Lord to walk therein as their fathers did keep it or not. Here we go again. The vicious cycle. Sin, oppression, repentance, deliverance, repeat. There's got to be a time when that cycle is broken. Estaban pasando el mismo cosa con ellos y Dios estaba tratando con ellos, pero ya era. Let's never mistaken mercy for weakness. Entendemos eso, hermanos, que nunca vamos a creer que siendo misericordioso es algo que es, ¿cómo se dice? Weakness. Débil, que tienes un, que estás débil porque eso, tienes eso, porque tienes a Dios en tu lado. Dios va a hacer cosas que se alumbran. And see, they were over here like, oh, well, you know, we know how this goes. You know, we'll get, okay, we'll enjoy it a little bit and then we'll get, this stuff will happen again, we'll get captured, but then God will come and save us. And some of them didn't even know that. They really didn't. They just didn't care. And you could imagine, and again, it, Samuel now, where the word of God was precious, when these people were just. And so we keep on reading here. Therefore, the Lord left those nations without driving them out hastily. Neither delivered he them into the hand of Joshua 24. Was it just 23? I'm sorry, brother. 23. 
So he would not, he would push away by setting a judge. The judge would die and the people would go back to the ways that the judge had delivered them. And again, this this vicious cycle is it, it, it's sad when you when you look at it in comparison to the struggles that we're we're experiencing as a country. Podemos ver aquí, hermanos, en el país que estamos y los países que están alrededor del mundo. No, no hay un país aquí que están pasando el mismo cosa. Están quitando a Dios de las escuelas. Trabajos, lo que sea, no puedes orar, me estás ofendiendo, todo esto. Pero ellos pueden hacer lo que se hace que es libre, que creen que es libre para ellos. Y la ira de Dios va a venir. Estamos preparados para eso. Que no, no debemos meternos tanto. En las cosas de la carne. You know, brothers and sisters, we can't because the, the wrath of God is coming. It's here already. We're seeing it, but it's coming in, 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 to extents like we're seeing here. We haven't seen some of these things yet. <laughs> Again, what's the verse that I say that just knocks me off my feet? Anybody remember it? Nobody remembers anything I say, do y'all? When the Lord says, don't cry for me. Because one day they will say it's a blessing when a woman cannot have a child. How could that ever be a blessing? Unless the days are evil. I hear that verse and I'm like, cool. So I ask God, I say, God, these days I know we're living in, they're days of confusion, they're days of this. Help me not lose my identity of how you love me, how you've called me. No podemos perder quien somos a Dios, hermanos. Y el poder que tenemos en él. We cannot lose who we are in God's eyes and the power that he's given us. Power, brothers and sisters. He's given us power. There's power in, in us right now that we've recognized that we're loved by him. There's power. Because when you recognize that you're loved by him, then you want to obey him. And when you obey him, that power is added. And you know what? What comes with that power is blessings. And I'm not talking about monetary blessings. I'm talking about where grace and protection come over us. But these people right here, They saw what was around them. They said, that looks pretty good. I think I'll go over here to this side until that side absorbed them. And you start to see this God, this God that's, that's spoken throughout the Bible, this God of Baal, even in Revelations, it goes to it, offering children to it as sacrifices. Que cosa, hermano, un Dios que ellos estaban sabiendo que Estaban sacrificando niños. Y podemos ver eso que está pasando ahorita. Como está viviendo la gente. And so, the fear is to understand, say, God, you know, for, you know forgive me, God, for not, for not putting you above some of these things, God. But help me to understand how these dark times, I don't repeat it in my life. I don't lose. I don't become locked in Sodom and Gomorrah where my spirit gets vexed to a point where I'm barely holding on by a string. Help me, God, to get closer to you. How do we get closer to God? Like I said, brothers and sisters, when we're here and we praise him and we recognize that we are loved for him, by him first. Oh, man, we are loved by him first. He first loved us before we loved him. So once I recognize that, I, that he loved me, then it's my duty to serve him. 
Oh, and he'll show you. If you think like, well, what do I need to do? God, show me. Speak to me. God, God, tell me. Give me a dream. Give me a vision. Show me these things. And he's like, look, I'm telling you right now what you need to do. And it's beautiful when God starts to work in us individually. Because you know what? It's personal. It's personal. It's, it, it, qué bonito es cuando Dios te habla a ti, hermanos. Porque es per, per, personal. Te está hablando a ti, te está hablando a ti en una manera que no, no, no entiende personas, familias que están, que, que te conocen. Es algo poderoso cuando Dios te habla. Pero algo más grande es cuando vives una vida de propósito en Él. Even more powerful is when we recognize we're loved by him, we serve him, and we live his purpose in us. Oh, what a beautiful thing. Like I told you, what's my greatest fear? Nobody listens to me. My greatest fear is I'm in my deathbed, and they ask me, and I'm scared that I didn't live the purpose that God instilled in me. I'm scared. Don't lose your way. Don't lose your way. Don't lose your way. Don't think, and don't think it can't happen. Don't lose your way. Thank God for his word. Thank God for when it hurts. Thank God for when he shakes things up. Praise the Lord. Because if it's hurting right now, it's because God is saying something. When the hurt stops, make sure we listen and we don't repeat the cycle. So brothers and sisters, if we can turn to Romans 11.4, amen? If we turn to Romans 11.4. But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Now, brothers and sisters, we understand that Paul here is referring to Elijah. God told Elijah here in 1 Kings 19.10, and you guys can write that down, 1 Kings 19.10. So Elijah was scared that he was the only one that was faithful to God during, during these times that he was being persecuted and the people of God were being persecuted because of all. And God says, you're not alone. You're not alone. There's 7,000 people that did not bend a knee. Trying to instill some encouragement. Aquí, hermanos, estamos leyendo que Dios le dijo a Elías y no estaba solo. Porque Elías creía que estaba solo. En Primera de Reyes 19.10 Le dijo a Dios que creía que nomás era él. Y Dios le dijo no. Yo tengo un ejército. Y tenemos eso hermanos. Porque es bien importante para nosotros. Como dice que. I don't know how you say this in Spanish. Iron sharpens iron. Que es importante que nosotros, hermanos, siempre estamos hablando, animándonos, no aceptando cosas del mundo. Qué feo cosa, hermanos, que muchos de ellos estaban experimentando Dios, el mano de Dios cuando venía y los rescataba. Y todavía se metieron otra vez. Pero esos, esos tiempos eran bien tristes. Y como dije, muchos no entendieron cuando lo dije, uh, que ellos querían un rey. No en este libro aquí, pero estaban mirando todos los países aquí teniendo reyes. Y ellos querían un rey. Y Dios no, no quería rey para ellos. Pero ellos como humanos 
Ah, es que ellos tienen uno, ellos tienen, debemos nosotros también tener uno. No entendiendo quién era Dios. Pero como Dios mandó jueces, entregó un rey para ellos. See, but how, how beautiful is this? Could you imagine this? Could you imagine if this nation right here would 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 allow God to pick the leader? Imaginarte, hermanos, si esta nación aquí dejaba a Dios escoger quién va a ser el presidente. ¿Qué cosa? Si dejaron a Dios, pero no quieren. Porque quieren ser libres en cosas. Y, y, y puedes ver las cosas que quieren ser libres. En las cosas que quieren ser libres. Y se mira mucho como las cosas que estaban haciendo. Para agradar a su Dios. You can see that a lot of them want to be free. But they want to be in free to things. Like we see back here that they worship their God ball. So this is where the fear comes over us. Because we start to see. Oh that spirit. The spirit that overtook, that took over Jezebel, that spirit is here. God help us, God liberate us, God free us. But we're not alone, amen? Because we have God with us. How many of us believe we have God with us, brothers and sisters? Oh, we have God with us. Why don't we all stand up, brothers and sisters? ¿Por qué no nos paramos, hermanos? I'm going to ask the group to pass on up. Que buenos Dios, hermanos. Un ejemplo aquí de historia de, de lo que estaban pasando el pueblo de Israel en el libro de jueces. Nomás leemos, hay nomás dos capítulos, pero si comienzas a leer, se, se va de jueces al el libro de Ruth. ¿Es Ruth? Y todavía estaban sufriendo el pueblo de Israel. Pero gracias a Dios, de, ay de Ruth. Viene el simiente de Jesús. Y podemos ver que Dios entendió. ¿Quieren alguien que puedan ver que vence aquí en este mundo? Yo voy. What a beautiful thing, brothers and sisters. We see here in Ruth that they still were struggling. The people of God were still struggling. There was, there was famines. There was death all over the place. We could see it in the first uh, chapter right there in Ruth where she loses everything. Yet, what's beautiful is Boaz. And the seed of Jesus comes from that. Because Jesus said, okay, people need an example. And thank God for that. We thank you, Lord, for the example you set for us. God bless everyone tonight, brothers. Entonces, bendiga a todos esta noche, hermanos. There's so much more to learn about these times, and they're so important because they seem to be like times that we're in. Hay mucho más para aprender en esos tiempos, hermanos. Mucha historia, muchas cosas que estaban pasando. Pero qué similar son los como estamos viviendo ahorita en los días que estamos. So debemos pensar en eso, hermanos, y creer que tenemos un Dios que los va a guiar. We got to believe it, brothers and sisters, understand that we have a God that's going to guide us. It's going to guide us through this. He is our lighthouse. And even though there's fog and we cannot see, we see that light that's directing us in, calling us in, calling us in, calling us in. And we thank God for that. Let's keep our prayers for everyone, brothers and sisters. Let's not let fear overtake us because we still have a God that's for us. Let's not let confusion overtake us because we still have a God that's for us. Let's pray, brothers and sisters. Lord Jesus, we come before you tonight, Father. We're grateful, Lord, for the word that you have given us, Father. We ask, Lord, that we uh, get more into this word, Lord, and understand more, Lord, and take the uh, segments that you gave us this evening, Lord, and want to build off from them and understand you more, Jesus. Understand more of what your mercy is, Lord. But also understand, Lord, how, how we cannot mistake in this mercy, Lord, and be ungrateful, Father. Or we could fall into these traps that are all around us, Jesus. 
I'm grateful for our brothers and sisters that we have here, Lord, the love that you show us, the love that you've given us, Lord. We ask that you open up our eyes, Lord, and our hearts to your word and your word of repentance, Lord Jesus. If we've lost our identity, Lord, and we've forgotten who we are, Lord, we ask that you just draw us back in, Father that we can see ourselves, Lord, as you saw us that day that you were on that cross, Lord. And we're grateful for your love for us, Jesus. We're so grateful for your love for us, Lord Jesus. Oh, you're mighty, Father, and you have spoken tonight, Lord, that we, don't, that we can break this vicious cycle, Father, and that we can just come to you, Lord, and just be with you, Father. I ask that you bless all my brothers and sisters that are watching on YouTube, that are listening on the radio, Father. That you continue to console those that have lost loved ones, Lord Jesus. That you continue, Lord, to heal those that are in need of your healing, Jesus. Oh, we're thankful for you, Lord, to know you, Jesus. Just to know you, Jesus. We're so thankful, Father. The fact that we can call out to you, Lord, and know you are there. Your name above names, Jesus the power that you've given us, Father. We don't want to take advantage of this power like some of these judges took advantage of it, Father, and abused it, Father. No, we want to appreciate it, Lord. We want to share it, Father. And wake up this generation, Lord. Wake up people that are in need of you, Father. Help us, Lord, to be a light, Lord, in darkness. We ask, Lord, that right now we take you wherever we're headed, Lord. If we're headed to a home, Lord, that's in need of you, Jesus, that we can just bring you with us, Lord, and you start to work in that home, Jesus. Oh, God, you are amazing, God. If we're right now in need of a miracle, Lord, because of something that we're going through, Lord, we believe, Father, that you are that miracle, Jesus. Your love we cannot understand, Lord. All we can do is stand in awe of it, Jesus, because you are great and almighty, Jesus. We lift you up, Father, and we ask this all in your precious and holy name, in the name of Jesus, amen.